everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And this is so exciting. We are back talking musical theater. Nothing makes me more happy than musical theater. I love it so much. And uh, I am film and theater critic. This is so exciting. Theater critic, Rachel Wagner. And Jax is here to help me with this to talk about. <laughs> Rachel, I am so glad because I am a musical theater nerd. And I'm so glad to be able to geek out with you over this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we had done a episode when it reached the year mark that I, uh, that I had set my goal of, uh, supporting a local theater, supporting musical theater in general. Uh, and uh, we did that in April. Yeah. It was. yeah. In April. And uh, so now it's July and I have reached my 100th show since being vaccinated that I've seen which is really amazing for me. That is epic. When you told me that, like, I know you go a lot, but when you said that, it's like, okay, we have to celebrate. Yeah, yeah um, we had, uh, I've actually now seen 101 uh, because I went to a show on Saturday. So uh, I saw, some, I went to Disney Under the Stars uh, at Deer Valley here. And it's this, one of the ski resorts, they have this amphitheater. I had never been. <clears throat> and a lot of these theaters that I become really big fans of, I had never been to or heard of. And so that's a joy of, of this whole project. And I happen to live in a place that is just thriving for local theater. So I've, I'm so blessed to live in Utah because like every little town has their own little theater and, uh, and sometimes multiple, and they're such good productions. You have a lot of people that were musically trained, uh, and could be on Broadway, but are having families or, or whatever aren't there. And, uh, but the quality of a lot of the productions is very good, very high. And, and even if it's a more amateurish production, uh, it, it's still, sometimes that has its own charm. Would you agree? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's both watched and been in <laughs> yeah. many amateur productions, <laughs> I also feel like there's always something that is really special about any show. Like there's mm -hmm. always that magic moment for me that's like, this is why I love theater, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Rachel, that is, I think it's such a great goal that you have to do this and like this endeavor that you're on because you might you know go and see things as like you know okay great I see that I want to see the show or this is advertised but because now this is a goal that you have you're seeking out new places to see it pushing yourself to go mm -hmm. to different places and I feel like I really need to commit to doing something like that because I don't do it as much as I should. And I need to start. You're inspiring me. Well, it, in a, I mean, especially being in there in New York. Oh my gosh. I mean, they, on How You Met Your Mother, they had the joke of uh, there's Broadway, off Broadway, off, off, off Broadway. Off Broadway. <laughs> and then whatever play Lily was in, which they were like squirting water into the audience and stuff like that and saying moist oh, yeah. all the time. Bless her. Yeah. Yes. That uh, that was a pretty classic episode. <laughs> One I of these days, one. I'll have to recap how I marry your mother. But the ending was just so painful for me. I hated it so much that it's hard. But I did love it for a long time. A long, well, if you ever time. do, you let me know because I love that show. <laughs> also, do not like the ending. We could just do like a fan fiction for the ending. Yeah, that's what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that's interesting, the, the show that I've seen the most is The Drowsy Chaperone. Uh, I've seen it three times this year. And 
it is so popular here in Utah. People love that show. And I love it too. I saw it on Broadway in the previews with Sutton Foster in 2006 and it's hilarious, but it's a pretty saucy show for, to be so popular in Utah to me. Well, you know what? I, I saw it with Sutton Foster too. And I think I'm, yes, by the sauciness, but also it is such a star vehicle that I almost couldn't even picture anyone else playing it. So, but you've already seen several. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think the reason, because we love musical theater, uh, theater, musical theater is very popular here in Utah. One of the, and, and going all the way back to pioneer days, uh, one of the first buildings that they, that they, they built in Salt Lake city was a theater. And so it's, it goes, that tradition goes way, okay. way back. Yeah. And they would put on, uh, dances and theatricals as they were crossing the plains and things like that. So it's a very part of, uh, Mormon culture and you know Utah culture and and things like that, which uh, I've certainly caught that bug. That's for sure. And <laughs> but I, I think that's part of the reason why it's so beloved, the Drowsy Chaperone, because a lot of the saucy parts are kind of implied. You know, there's a lot of gay jokes and a lot of uh, a lot of humor in that. But uh, but uh, it's it's really a love letter to musical theater. Mm, truly know, yeah end. and they talk about giving you a tune to 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 hum when you're feeling blue and that's what a great musical can do uh, and it was really cool because there's this place called the hope box theater and uh they put on each show that they do they have a hope box recipient uh who's, and it's somebody who's fighting cancer uh, that they give a portion of the proceeds to or uh and then they also have donations that you need, that they ask for, that people make. And I always try to, you know, give something every time. And what was cool about the Drowsy Chaperone at Hope Box is I was at the final showing. And so they had both casts there because it's double cast. And uh, they had the man who was receiving the, the, the recipient there and the end, and they had him sit in the, in the chair, the man in the chair. And, and it was just obvious they all loved him so much. He was beloved. Um, it was very, very sweet. I really think that's sort of peak musical community musical theater. I can't believe they had him sit in the chair. Yeah, that's that's just that's just a beautiful moment. Yeah. What was really cool is that uh, in uh, in May, I think it was, I got a chance to write for a, a blog called the Utah Theater Bloggers Association. And uh, I did two tests for them. I reviewed Little Women at West Valley, uh, which is such an underrated theater. I'll talk more about them. They were great. And, uh, and so I reviewed that. And then I reviewed um, uh, The 39 Steps, which is a play that I love. And it's so funny. That's really fun. So funny. I've seen it twice now. This was at, a, at BYU. It was a small college student production. <clears throat> and they did, you know, great job. And I was just so happy because the, they decided to make me basically a full-time writer for them. And uh, there's probably 20 of us writing for the whole Valley. And, uh, and so that's given me tons of experience because they, uh, they have gotten me to see the shows I would not have otherwise seen. Cause I'm not that big of a play person. I'm a musical gal. Um, so it's gotten me to see some plays <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it's also gotten me to, uh, to work on my writing 
and particularly theater reviews. It's been a very good learning experience. The editor there has been has been great. Russell is his name, and uh, he's really helped me. Uh, I didn't. There's certain things that I didn't realize I I said a lot in my writing. Uh, like I I I guess I would say so and so did a great job a lot. Like they did, a, they did a great job. And he's like, there's probably other ways you could say that. Funny how we don't, when I listen back to myself and think, yeah. like, oh, we don't realize it because it's part of who we are. Mm-hmm. So that's been very helpful. And it's interesting because my, my thought process for being a film critic is very different than what, uh, what I've learned about being a theater critic. Uh, that because film critics th- at this point, they don't, the audience, the readers don't want to know almost anything about the actual movie because they're so scared about spoilers these days. And so you kind of have to be really vague, like so-and-so, it's probably why I say good job a lot, but he's really vague instead of saying like, instead of saying, you know, Hugh Jackman was powerful when he sang, bring him home. You can't say that. You have to say huge in in a film review, you have to say Hugh Jackman was great in the role. You have to be more vague. Um, you can't be like specific scenes or what's, what's happened. And there still can be spoilers in musical theater. Like you wouldn't, wouldn't want to say, Oh, this happens at the beginning of Phantom of the opera. Like that would be lame. But, um, but in general, when you're writing for theater, I've learned that they want you to be more specific. Okay. So-and-so was good in this song and this is how they sang it. And this is why, uh, I liked it, uh, kind of a thing. And, and I don't know if it's just that, yeah, it's been very interesting. Yeah. To write with more details. And, and also like he, at least this publication wants you to be very specific about the crew. So-and-so did the costumes. So-and-so, which I I think is great, but I've just very rarely done that in film, you know, like, I mean, obviously it's a Spielberg or it's a, you know, a Jordan Peele or something like that for director. But like, I rarely would mention the costumes unless it's, a unless it's done by like tom ford or you know what i mean like someone yeah that that would uh or maybe somebody that like calling atwood who's gotten a lot of oscars then maybe i might might notice that but for the most part i wouldn't bring stuff like that up in my review so it's it's just been a very very good learning experience for me yeah now you're film and theater critic yeah and i would say i'm almost more of a theater critic at this point is because i actually get paid to write these theater reviews I don't which is awesome film reviews i mean they are monetized but not much uh so anyway that's been a a, a great blessing and been a wonderful experience and um i some shows that i saw for the first time in the last since we last talked i saw assassins uh it was from Sondheim and that's a very very interesting show very I I feel like I sometimes wish Sondheim shows had more like traditional ballads that you could kind of hum when you're leaving the the theater um his 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 music tends to be more kind of talk singing and uh and and a continual um, beat throughout the course of the film and I mean the course of this show um, and then they'll have like one or two that are like that kind of cabaret kind of number like in the end of the woods agony and no yeah. one is alone you know so you have those songs but just it's just not the same as as someone like Stephen Schwartz 
where there's all these sort of cabaret numbers that, that, and I think that's more my preference, but I do appreciate and value what Sondheim does obviously. But, um, but yeah, this was an interesting one. I mean, it's all about the villains of American history. Yeah. I I saw that one, a college production of it, maybe 10 years ago. And I thought it was a great both history refresher and also Mm -hmm. told me a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I also saw it at uh, Salt Lake Community College. They have a black box theater. uh, So it was small. And uh, so that was fun. Yeah. See the students uh, perform it and they did a great job. Incredible. Um, I also saw a show called First Date um, for the first time. Yes. Originated that role, didn't she on Broadway? Who? Christina Rodriguez. Yes. And Zachary Levi. Yes. Yeah. And you can actually that I haven't watched it yet, but I finally signed up for Broadway, uh, the Broadway pro, you know, streaming. I was like, at this point, what am I waiting for? I signed up for it. Let it happen. <laughs> Broadway Take HD. That's what it's called. Broadway HD. And uh, they have it on there, a uh, pro shot. So I'm excited to watch it. With, uh, Ooh, I should watch it too. Film. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it was, it, it was, it was cute. I liked it. It was fun. I, I didn't think any of the songs were all that memorable. There was a funny one about social media, about Google and Facebook and stuff. That was, that was kind of fun. Uh, but it, it, uh, I don't know if, if it, it really felt like any dates I've ever been on, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And it was at this place called the Midvale Main Street uh, Theater. I talked about it last time in uh, talking about their, com- their version of company and um, uh, Next to Normal, incredible. Um, I, I was kind of sad because they actually now have sold the theater uh, and it's going to be used for other stuff. But, and I went to... Um, they, they had a, like a, a sale of all their props and stuff. Uh, but luckily it's not actually, they're not actually, they're just selling the theater. The company is still existing and is going to be performing at other places. Um, so that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really appreciated their voice and the quality of the productions and, uh, uh, and they were willing to do some more edgy stuff, which I appreciate. So anyway, um, <clears throat> And then I saw See How They Run. This is another play. This was at Pleasant Grove. Remember, I, t- I don't know if you remember, but I told you about the, the play, the theater in the, in the library. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was there. This was at the library. That's awesome. Yeah. And See How They Run is really funny. I mean, it was really know it. Yeah, so it was written in the 40s. It's about this woman who, uh, who marries a vicar. And in, she's an American. She marries this English vicar. And, uh, so various shenanigans happen through the night that there ends up being, I think five men who are all in Vicar collar shirts, whatever. And they're all, and then there's this, um, and one of those guys is this Russian man who is, uh, murderer crazy person um and uh, then you have her husband and you have her uncle who's like the archdiocese whatever he's like the head so he's come to like see how they're doing at the vicarage and so he becomes involved and then uh, her one of her actor friends and who's a soldier it's madcap insanity. Hilarious. They are making a movie called oh. see how they run. I just, there's a trailer for it with Sam Rockwell and, and she say, um, 
Ronan, it doesn't look like it has anything to do with the play. Oh. It's fun, but I didn't see a single Vicar outfit collar. I don't know what those are called, but you know. Oh what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Not one Vicar in the bun. No, so. <laughs> but it's a really funny show. I died laughing, and it's such a charming place in the library to see a play. So I highly recommend uh, if you get a chance. Um, I saw Passing Strange at the Salt Lake Acting Company. It's the first time I'd been there. And uh, that was really interesting. It's another show that's that's more sort of experimental and doesn't have like the big numbers. Uh, like there wasn't really a song that really stood out to me, but I, I thought it was very well done. And the band they had, they had like four, uh, like a four or five piece jazzy kind of band was excellent. And the singing was all very, really good. Uh, you know, great to have some diversity uh, in uh, the community. So that was really a, a good a good show are you a fan of rachel's reviews do you look forward to family movie night female film critics panels or the talking disney podcast if so please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patreon as a patron you get to access monthly events such as the watch alongs and q a's where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry and you can pick what I review for family movie night, or even become a guest on the podcast. Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive and I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing and we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Catch me if you can at a place called Sierra Shell this year. And I, I'm not the biggest fan actually of the Tom Hanks Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I don't love it. I think it, it has its moments that are fun, but I think it drags to me. I don't know. I just... I never, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Like they're good actors, but it, it wasn't yeah. me either. And so I waited to see this show because I don't love the movie, but I heard so many good things about it. And I went closing night and I saw it and I loved it. It was so good. I thought that it was so well done. All the sets, the two lead actors that were incredible, such chemistry um i i really liked the songs to me i thought they were really catchy and fun and i guess it didn't get that good of reviews but i really on broadway but i really enjoyed it i thought it was great they did a great job it's always tricky when a movie is made into a musical mm-hmm. i think sometimes people have an idea of expectations of what it's going to be so i i enjoy reading reviews but i also like to go on my own and figure out what i think myself yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I also saw Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. This was at Midvale Performing Arts. And uh, I, I, I thought this was really funny. Very much enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially anything with the two women were really good. Yeah, were yeah. really funny. So that was fun to check that one off my bucket list. I saw Head Over Heels, which is another one that got terrible reviews on Broadway. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was very creative. I don't think I know it. Yeah, it's so it's got the music from the Go-Go's and it takes this, it's not Shakespeare, but it's somebody like Shakespeare. I forget the name, but it takes a classic play like that and modernizes it. And so the, the, the lead couple 
is a is a lesbian couple. It's a very queer positive show, and um, and there's this god character that's non-binary, and I thought it was funny, and I really liked the Go Go songs, and uh, it I mean it got trounced on by critics. I think it only made it on Broadway for like a couple weeks, which is too bad, but I enjoyed it so. Um, and, uh, I saw the normal heart. This was one that I did for, uh, Utah theater bloggers and it was so wonderful. It was really good. I, they had you on the stage. The chairs were on the stage. There were probably a hundred maybe chairs or whatever, but just if, you know, a few, maybe 50, I don't know, not very many. And, um, so you were right there with the actors, you know, very close and, and uh, if I, I don't know if you know the normal heart, but uh, just James Kramer, yeah. yeah, that he wrote in 1985, and you just think what that must have been like for this play to, like, it peak AIDS epidemic to not only to have this play that not only spoke the words AIDS that talked about the victims, but I but also was pretty critical of the gay community at the time. It's not a um, Saturday morning special kind of play. Um, and there's definitely, you can see James Kramer, he, uh, he was ousted from this advocacy group that he founded to try to help with the AIDS problem. He was kicked out. And so the lead character of the show of the play has the same thing happen to him. And you can see that he's kind of difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that, that like, he's a very flawed character. Um, it would just been easy to make this thing really trite and really, especially at the, to make it almost propaganda-ish at the time, yeah. especially for the time, but that's not how it is at all. And what was really cool at the end of the play, uh, the whole cast got together and sang um, Homeward Bound, the um, Irish traditional folk song, Homeward Bound. Um, that was a lovely moment. That was really nice. So that was cool. Um, I also saw Tuck Everlasting for the first time. This is another show that didn't last long on Friday. I love that we are getting all these hits. You're like, <laughs> you know what? Probably didn't want it, but we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I can see why on this one. It's sort of weird. So I don't know if you, do you know the story of Tuck Everlasting? No. So Tuck Everlasting, it's this famous book. Um, and basically this girl, she stumbles upon this family that there's the spring and you can live forever, but they like drank of the spring and they didn't know that it was. And so they're just kind of like stuck in their spot. So you have this guy that, uh, I forget the name, but you have the, the lead guy who, uh, is like 102 in real life, like in years lived. Right. But he's looks like he's 17. Uh, and so he gets, uh, along well with the lead girl. I think her name's Winnie. I think. Um, and uh, she's only 14 though. And so they, they end up with this sort of plan that uh, she's going to come back. He gives her like a sample and he's, she's going to come back when she's 17, they're going to get married and then she'll be live forever and they'll live forever when they're 17. So that's kind of, it's, it's a little bit weird. You have it like, 102 year old man <laughs> um, with a 14 year old girl and they're like planning their marriage and so, so i don't know the relationship part of it is a little strange but i did think the songs are pretty nice and it was fun it was an outdoor theater 
um, which I love. And, uh, and uh, have you ever been to any of the um, Shakespeare under the stars any, or any of those free Shakespeare in the parks? Oh yeah. I haven't done the actual, oh no, I, I, I've been to Shakespeare in the park once, but then um, I was in a couple Shakespeare stuff outdoors mm-hmm. in the parks. And then um, a lot of my friends, the first couple of years we moved here, were doing Shakespeare in the park stuff. Like not the Shakespeare in the park, yeah. but other yeah. Shakespeare in the park. I love performing outside and I love going to see shows outside yeah, in the summer. Right? Too. So fun. Yeah. And uh, they have one right now with uh, Ali Stroker in it. She's wonderful. One of the free Shakespeare in the park. She's That's awesome. Should go. Um, I also saw one on my bucket list. I saw the Fantastics. I love the Fantastics. Well, I had, you know, of course I heard about it and I try to remember it's an all-time favorite. Uh, I always play that song, uh, on around September 11th, you know, cause try to remember the time of September when life was, <laughs> that was so mellow. Um, uh, yeah, try to remember the kind of September when life was oh, and oh so mellow. It's a great song, one of the greats. Uh, but I was really surprised, and maybe it was just this. It was kind of another black box type theater in, in uh, center in Center Point in Centerville. I was surprised how experimental it was for a show that ran for forty two years. It's kind of a little bit weird. A little bit out there. It is. I think that's why I liked it so much yeah. because I was expecting something much more conventional. Me and then too. when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Me too. I was expecting something way more conventional. And I remember watching the movie years ago, and it's not a great movie, but I remember thinking, this is kind of weird, weird movie. But now I'm like, I get it because of those source material. <laughs> I mean, it's surprising that something that that is that unconventional as you say that that would run for 42 years yeah yeah that's all i mean but then i guess cats ran for 18 so what are you gonna do and um, it's a teeny tiny theater oh was it okay it's super small yeah that's interesting yeah um and then the last new to me show that i saw was uh was a spongebob i saw the spongebob show okay so how was it so they did an incredible job. This was also at Sierra, but this was in their outdoor theater. Uh, it was Broadway level as far as all the sets, the hair, the costumes, the singing was all top notch. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I mean, you're rarely going to find me not enjoying a show. <laughs> I mean, though, I've really only given one negative review and it was, it was kind of sad because the first review that they asked me is you for Utah film, film bloggers. I mean, for, Ah, the first review that they asked me to do for Utah Theater Bloggers Association was this uh, kind of experimental play um, called Body Awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a big body positivity person, so it sounded something I would like. And they did a great job, but I hated the play. And the play used uh, the R word a lot over oh. and over again. And these are supposed to be like intelligent characters that are and then one has an autistic son and they made him like a really violent character like he's threatening them he is he attacks a woman at one point and i just thought that was such a cliche when in reality people that are on the spectrum are actually more likely to be victims of violence not perpetrators of violence but there's this 
cliche, the stereotype out there that, that, oh, they're like kind of scary or, you know, you see that sometimes. And I thought for a show that was supposed to be, uh, supposed to be progressive to me, it was very, very regressive. So I hated the play, but, uh, and I was pretty harsh in my review, but I made sure to say it was not the people involved. Like they did a good job. I just didn't like the play. But well, that's, and I appreciate you saying that because like, I mean, I don't like, I'm okay watching stuff with profanity, but that like the R word, like that, I, mm-hmm. that would be too much for me. I can't, there's, yeah. a, yeah. there's only a few words that I have a difficult time listening to. And that's one of them. I agree. And, and so anyway, I, it was a bummer because it's the first thing I reviewing with my name attached to it for, for Utah theater bloggers association and for it to be so negative because 99% of the time I'm positive love. and I love going to see the shows. So I was positive on SpongeBob in general, but I, I guess I was a little bit surprised because I thought that the book was, was weird. Uh, I mean, I was expecting it to be funny, at least a little funny, but the book is very, um, it's like an apocalyptic end of the world story which is well, weird. not what i pictured I no I like they, there's gonna be a volcano it's gonna destroy bikini bottom and uh everybody's kind of against each other and you've got like politicians that are doing um the best uh song by far was uh i'm not a loser uh of the show i think uh sung by and it was interesting because um i uh I remember when uh, they did it for, um, I remember when they did it for the um, Tony Awards and I thought, oh, that's, why did they pick I'm Not a Loser from the show for Tony Awards? Because it's only one person singing. And so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but now that I've seen the show, I'm like, that's the best song. <laughs> so that's that's why they picked why it. They You're like, okay, it. I, I see it. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that Squidward, the performance was also the best and it was the most accurate to the show, which is fine. I don't really care that much, but, um, but I think it, it just made it more easier to get into character, but, um, I don't know. I just thought it was more of a downer and more, it was less fun than I expected. I expected it to be more fun. I expected to be a romping good time if I'm seeing like to me, the gold standard of that kind of thing is Shrek the Musical. It was so funny. I died That's laughing. Heart too. Heart too. Well done. Well done characters. I mean, and I guess this is a little bit harder because they're actually re- they're creating their whole new story. They're not just retelling the movie. Uh, but I don't know. I just thought it would be more fun. Uh, I didn't think the book was that well done. I um the songs are hit and miss there's there's a girl who plays uh crabs there's a crab's daughter and she was awesome uh she there's a high note that she has to hold uh that was really good um oh gosh but it's kind of amazing that the uh, show works as well as it does because uh i don't know if you knew but every single song is written by a different person or group no i did not know that it was there was that like a thing that they were doing like mm-hmm. yeah so they have um sarah Borellis, they have um 
they have they might be giants who did i'm not a loser they have uh the um uh the flaming lips cindy lopper john legend panic at the disco plain white tees david bowie so we got a lot of heavy hitters here yeah (laughs) yeah Uh so it's kind of amazing that it feels as cohesive and works as well as it does um my main like i said my main problem was with the book i thought uh, oh so it's pearl is the name of the character um there's a song daddy knows best and i thought the the girl they had was really good she did a great job but um but yeah i was surprised that it wasn't more fun we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like jessica miller carrie from walmart comics and more You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So I saw The Light in the Piazza. That was really fun. This was at Hale Theater. And I saw that also in my two, one of my 2006 trips on Broadway. So I got to see it with Kelly O'Hara and, and everything. And, and this production was very, very, very good and uh, beautiful music. I mean, the, the music is just stunning in that show, I think. Yeah. And it, well, it's interesting when you, when you see something, so you saw with Kelly O'Hara, like how was that role when you saw it this time? It was good. It felt even younger and, it, and the, the, um, Clara being, um, being even more, uh, spe- like special needs, I think in this, in this showing, she was just more, a little more helpless. Yeah. I remember a feeling for, um, for Kelly. But, uh, but yeah, it was really, really great. Really well done. Yeah. And I mean, for health center theater, they have two theaters, they have the main theater and then they have the, what they call the, um, the, what is it? The light box or the, anyway, they have two theaters and, uh, they don't usually do things. They're usually pretty family friendly. Um, so for them to have a, like basically a bedroom scene was kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah, for the like, like okay, good. Um, I saw Camelot at uh, Hale Center Theater Orem, so it's one of the other fr- in the franchise, and it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. All the songs, the I went on a double, a, a two night, a, uh, I did a double header with Camelot, and then Catch Me If You Can. So that was a great day in my life. You're like, let me just bask in the gloriousness <laughs> yeah. of hours of theater. Yeah, and I I don't really love Camelot. It, I mean, it has some great songs, uh, and it's a classic story, I guess. But you know, I don't always just feel kind of it's about an affair. So I was, <laughs> but uh, but you know, if ever I would leave you, and 
just some really that's so great yeah um so that was fun uh i saw hello dolly at pioneer theater company which is one of the more professional um companies this broadway broadway level the sets were incredible it had Paige davis i don't know if you know her from um trading spaces yeah yeah she was uh dolly so that was fun oh that's a fun role for her and Mm -hmm. such an iconic role i love that show yeah i mean again it's not my favorite show but as far as classic broadway but it's fun i enjoy it and i can't help but think of wally whenever i see it yes (laughs) on your sunday let's see i saw west side story this was also at hope box the one with the the donations and it was so good it was great this was an outdoor theater for them and uh they had an incredibly diverse cast there wasn't anybody pretending to be um you know a shark which i really appreciate uh and i thought their uh tony and maria had incredible chemistry and it was really interesting how they did somewhere so they had it basically kind of become a ballet and uh and they had the um uh they had uh doc and his wife who'd passed away they had them singing it and then oh, wow. this ballet it was very creative i really appreciated they tried something different and it was a it was a very good production especially with a classic like that trying something different is always welcome because there's so many there's so many wonderful things about the show that are staples that trying something different i think i'm always into yeah yeah. And then I saw uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel, which is also not my favorite show. I think the songs are kind of, eh. but this, uh, this, I, I was a new theater. I'd never been to called Terrace Plaza, which is way up in Ogden. So that's why I've never been to it. It's like an hour away for me. Uh, but uh, I've now been there, been back because I love, I loved what they did. It was so good. The Percy was amazing and then the marguerite she had like a very good french accent and they did an amazing job on incredible costumes the hair the wigs were so good like really high up yeah it was impressive i was i really enjoyed it Uh, and uh, so that was really fun to kind of find a new theater and also see a show that i hadn't really liked that much when i'd seen it before they haven't done so well um, I also saw Greece uh, at the Ziegfeld Theater, uh, which is a great theater, also very far away from me. Uh, but uh, but it was interesting to see it, and I did a whole video on my channel about the difference between the stage and the the movie. Uh, and uh, I also talked about it for my Patreon for our AFI Passions Project. I talked about Greece on there, so I've thinking Greece all over the place lately. But um, but I it's interesting because I've always been like I don't really like the ending of Greece, but since I I watched the movie. I saw the musical. I do kind of, I tempered my dislike for the ending, I guess, because, because Sandy doesn't just change for Danny. She says, she says to Frenchie that I don't, I I want to not be afraid. I want to be confident. So that's why she puts on the tight pants and the, you know, everything, not just for Danny, but for herself as well. Uh, so it made me more positive towards it, I think. And uh, and there are some songs and some characters that aren't really in the movie that are uh, in the um, musical. And then they also add songs from that were just in the movie that are now in the musical that weren't originally. Oh, in I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. In the like the one of the later revivals, then they added 
hopelessly devoted to you and grace is the word and some of these shows that were some of these songs that were written for the movie i mean grace is one of those that yes i I know what you're saying what people have said about the ending and what does that say for sandy's character but i appreciate your perspective on that because i think it's a great way to look at it and also it's just it's so darn catchy so many bops so many bops yeah (laughs) yeah uh, and so then I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame at the Kensington Theater, and it was an absolutely outstanding production. I said it was my, and I, I did a little, uh, it was really fun, actually. I did a post on the best of Utah theater in 2022. And uh, so then I, I let, her, let the people know I had best actress, best actor. Best, and I was, I was really surprised that it met, seemed to mean so much to uh to all these people and it was I went back sweet. and I was looking at that yeah. and they were so exciting they were all reposting yeah that was cool that was fun for me to feel like I could give back and uh um anyway the Sunchback of Notre Dame was outstanding I don't even love them the animated movie that much but uh they changed it they when they when they made it a musical they made it way better and this was just an outstanding production. I've actually seen this also three times uh, in this hundred uh, thing <laughs> randomly, but this was the best version I've seen. I, the sets, the uh, the singing, the visuals, everything, the costumes. They had a whole live orchestra. Seriously? Yeah, and that you don't normally see. Even Hale Theater, yeah. which is yeah. Broadway level quality, they don't have live theater. Yeah. I mean, live orchestra. And I have never actually seen an orchestra pit, but the, this, this theater, there's literally like a pit and the orchestra is down in there. That is so fun. And as they were like performing and stuff, I was just like, they would all get so close to this pit and I'm like, oh, you're going to fall, fall in. <laughs> but, uh, but it was very impressive. They even, they were selling for $30. You could get a professionally recorded DVD of the production. I'm like signing me up. I want that. Yeah, absolutely. Get that for your girl. You know, you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then at Hale theater, which again, is this more professional one. Um, and you pay for it. This tickets are like $60. So it's pretty expensive. Um, they did singing in the rain and it was perfect. It was so good. All the, obviously the rain choreography was incredible. The tap dancing was amazing. The, the, the acting. I'm actually seeing it a second time because I want to see the other cast. Uh, so I liked it that much that I'm seeing it twice. That's such an iconic, fun musical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I saw Hairspray here in Draper at the Outdoor Amphitheater, and they did an absolutely incredible job. It was so good. All of the costumes were outstanding. And they. Uh, it was my, uh, my top pick for a comedy that I saw in 2022 so far and everybody was incredible all the talent and uh they it was so cool in the corny collins scenes they had a um screen in the back and they had somebody filming live there and what they were filming was being projected onto the screen in the background that's so fun so it looked like a real live studio doing the corny collins show it was so cool it was great. That's so fun. And so interesting to do that. Like, yes, I love other, it. It's so fun. Oh, it's so good. And then the other, and talk about bops, but the other thing that I think made it really special, and I'm so mad that I didn't get to go see it twice, but they had Edna and Wilbur, they, they cast them. So they rotated each other's parts. So both of them knew 
all the choreography for each other. So on one day you'd see Edna, one day you'd see Wilbur uh, in, in the role. And I, I just thought that was, that added to the chemistry that added to everything. And they were, it was excellent. I, I mean, it's just amazing to me. You can see that level of quality for under 20 bucks. Unbelievable. Um, so that was special. And uh, let's see if there's, oh, then I saw the last one I'll talk about, um, is I saw in the Heights and it, this was West Valley and they did an absolutely outstanding job. Uh, I wish you were here. I would take you, but I love, I love, oh, oh, it was so good. I, I mean, I just can't imagine it being done any better. All the singing was so good and it had such heart and I, I know just everything that they did in it, I thought was so well done. I loved it. Uh, I, I want to go see it again. So, um, so meaningful. Oh, it was so good. And uh, um, yeah. And then the last one I will say is I just this last weekend, I saw Arsenic and Old Lace, which is a classic play uh, that uh, that's so funny uh, that is, and I, there's a movie with Cary Grant. I don't love the movie as much. There's something about that. The, uh, you really need that energy of the, of the live performance for this ridiculous concept. I've never seen the movie, but when I was very, very little, maybe like six or seven, my community theater did it. And even though it's not quite appropriate for a little kid, my parents took me because yeah. I didn't have much access to theater and I was obsessed yeah. with it. And I just remember thinking that the two <laughs> ladies were like the funny, like there were so many funny, it was so funny. Yeah. There were kids in our audience and it was, what's really cool about this is it's a Bluffdale city park free, free. So That's if, funny. if in it, the last, uh, unfortunately by when this airs, it'll already be done, but keep an eye on Bluffdale city park because you can see shows for free. And that would be such a great way to introduce your children to theater without like the risk of, you know, if they were to have a fit or whatever, um, that, uh, you, it's free and, and they gave free popcorn and snow cones and intermission. What? Yes, Wait, yes. so basically I will, will come out on top yeah. by going to this. I'll right. get exactly. <laughs> well, you get to see a great show and, yes. and laugh your head off. Oh my God. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, I've saw, I've seen the plays that I've saw. I saw in in this hundred. It's Thirty Nine Steps, the best Christmas pageant ever, the play that goes wrong, Treasure Island, Take Me Out, See How They Run, Body Awareness, Sense and Sensibility, which was so good, uh, the the Normal Heart, Six Years Old, and Arsenic and Old Days. So some pretty good. Plays. And I know you're a musical gal, but that's a lot of good plays right it there. Really is. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's been a great time and, uh, I don't know if anybody will be interested in hearing me talk about all these plays, but I, I just so grateful for you letting me do this. I oh my gosh. I love it. I wish when we were in California together, we had time to see a show, but we probably uh, that would be so fun. I wonder if we could make that happen. If you can get in early on the third, Ruth and I are trying to go see a show that night. Oh, you are? Darn. Yes, but Darn. I'm, a, I'm around. So if you want to try and see a show, maybe we can figure something out. If not, we'll just hang. We'll yes. be hanging all week. And well, we one of these days, we will definitely do a Utah trip for you, though. Yes. For sure. 
So oh my sorry. gosh, there's so much theater. I mean, obviously I want to hang yeah. with you, but there's so much theater. It just yeah. gets me all excited. Uh, it's a great place to live. So let us know if you're listening, if you've made it this far, <laughs> if you made it this far, put in hashtag Jax and Rage Broadway. Jackson we'll know, we'll know that you listened to this whole rambling thing, but, uh, but yeah, so a hundred shows, amazing talent, amazing people, uh, incredible experience, credible arts. I just love it so much. And I just feel so blessed to have had this experience. So let us know what you have been seeing, what you've been watching. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I also have seen a number of, uh, of pro shots. I, I saw come from away on Apple TV amazing uh anything goes i saw that in cinema in the london show with sutton foster unbelievable uh trevor the musicals on disney plus i think it's it's at like 50 percent around tomatoes i do not understand that i thought it was it's tough it's brutal uh but it was i thought really moving um she loves me which is perfect (laughs) i love that show uh with zachary levi and larvinanti and that's on Broadway HD. It's so good. Um, being Mr. Wickham, which tells the, has the same actor from uh, Pride and Prejudice 1995 play, that played Wickham in this one man show. Very fun. That's amazing. Yeah. <gasps> um, and then I saw a friend of mine wrote uh, a version of Persuasion for the theater that I watched uh, that was really great. And she's awesome. Uh, Melissa Leone. And then I also saw Daddy Longlegs, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. I've seen it, I, I've seen it twice live, and then I've seen it on um, streaming. So um, it's such a good show. It's just a two-person show, and the songs are great. And I think it's one of the most underrated shows uh, on theater. I absolutely love it. So I highly recommend on Broadway HD watching Daddy Longlegs. It's so good. So there we go. That's everything. <laughs> Uh, but Jax, yeah, where can people find you? Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Right. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. And check out rachelsmusings.net where I post my theater uh, recaps and other life updates and just my fun personal blog. Uh, but then also Utah Theater Bloggers Association. I'll put a link to my uh, my articles on there. And uh, so check that out. Also make sure you check out the Hallmarks podcast where you can find lots of me and Jax all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, please, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. Really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. Also have the Patreon group and merch store. Check out that. And uh, thanks so much, Jax. You're the best. This is fine. (laughs) Bye. Bye.